You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Don't you blame the movies! Movies don't create psychos! Movies make psychos for creating! Look at me, Damien! It's all for you! The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Look what you did to him! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Hey everyone, welcome back to the one, the only, the classic, the Rabbit Red podcast. I'm Simone. I'm Riley, here with episode 30. Woo. We did it. One more milestone. And one more opportunity us. to give it all up. <laughs> yeah, this is, your, this is your one chance. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, not too late. Uh, yeah, kicking up uh, kicking off episode 30 here with uh, something very similar to our last episode, I would say. It's another 2000s remake. This time the 2006 When a Stranger Calls, directed by Simon West, written by Jack Wade Wall. Nothing too exciting there. No. Starring Camilla Bell, who's great. I mean, her performance is subpar, but she looks great. <laughs> yeah, she she's beautiful, but yeah. Her performance uh, isn't that bad. I mean, it's not that good, but it's not that bad. I still think she's relatively likable in this movie. I think she's likable. I think she's a, she underplays some stuff that happens. Like, she's kind of like, eh, I'm getting, eh. You know, like she's not, she's not super into it, but yeah, she does seem a little bitchy. Right? <laughs> I don't know how else yeah. to explain other than she just kind of seems like she would make you want to rip your fucking hair out in a conversation. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. But uh, it also has Katie Cassidy in it, uh, who plays the slutty friend. I guess you'd call her the bitchy. She actually describes herself as a bitch, but she also is involved in kissing Camilla's boyfriend. So. Yeah, and she's just like, she's like, you know what tequila does to me. I, you know what fair play though, like you, <laughs> tequila, it's a dangerous drug. Um, you know, she's in Katie Cassidy is of course a Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Uh, oh, she's the new. Yeah, she's Chris. Yeah, and then uh, she's in the Black Christmas remake as well. And then for Supernatural fans out there, she is uh, the first Ruby. In Supernatural, so yeah, yeah, she's all over the place. I, at first, I was second guessing whether or not it was her because she she looks like a teeny bopper in this man. She's like really young here. Mm. Caught me off guard. Although I guess at this point, even even with this movie, she would have already been twenty. So, yeah. god damn. Yeah. Which which I mean, I guess puts it into perspective a little bit. She would have been twenty five ish for an Iron Elm Street. That's why she True. does not look like she belongs there. No, <laughs> no, she doesn't. Yeah, um, but yeah. When the when a stranger calls, I'm I'm one of those that uh, I do like this movie. It fits in that same nostalgic category as all these other 2000s remakes. I just like this style of movie. I know it's not good. People will constantly make fun of these PG-13 remakes, and I'm like, you know what? Totally fair. Not even going to argue with you. But something hits my nostalgia 90s bone, you know, like mm-hmm. I get scream vibes from movies like this or I know what you're like, summer vibes from movies like this. I'm like, that's ah, just that's enough. That's enough for me to, to hold me over. Well, I'll definitely get the scream vibes with the phone calls and yeah, even some of the like dialogue. And he's like, who's this? This isn't so and so. This isn't so and so. Right. It's a little bit like Ghostface at times. Um, but 
this movie, its scares are fucking uh, terrible. Like well, he they, uses, they start terrible. Yeah, he uses the fucking cat. Like, he uses the cat jump scare. Yeah. God. Yeah, there's a, there's a few of those. <laughs> I think that just kind of happens with all these goddamn PG-13 horror movies. They just feel the need to give us some bullshit jump scares for some reason. Yeah, and there's um, a lot of them. But this one's better than Prom Night. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Here, here's what I'll say about this movie. Like, I I expected to go into it. Cause when I start thinking critically while watching a movie like this, I expect to shit on it. That's what the show has been, pretty much been. Ruining <laughs> movies that I love. Um, <laughs> our mission. But, but when this movie does kick in, it kicks in really hard. And I really think that the, the latter half of the movie is solid. I really think... It it is, it's got some great lines with, with from both the the killer, the the stranger stalker dude, to the cop she's talking to. Um, mm. I think there's consistent, like actually well earned suspense. Like they actually fucking tried, which I appreciate. And yeah, like once it kicks in, it it goes. I mean, you're you're in it then. But that that first half of the movie is very slow. It takes a long time to build up to that moment. But yeah, yeah, the the first part of the movie is a fucking slog. Like even when she's in the house, it takes a long time to go. Like it is a slog. But once, yeah, once like I think from, I think after Katie Cassidy uh, dies when she leaves the house. Yeah, I think after that moment when Tiffany leaves and we get her dumb little scene, I think from there it starts to kick into pace. Yeah, I liked it from, I like, for me, it really picked up and got going and I was enjoying it more was when she finds the kids hiding. Oh, yeah. And she finally encounters a stranger. I like all the phone, I I like all the phone call stuff. So I was, I'm like really into that part of the movie. I think that's suspenseful because it, it, it doesn't help if you know what's going to happen. It definitely ruins it. And if you, uh, if you've seen any of the trailers, I, I didn't realize the trailers were so spoiler filled, but they are freaking horrific, including the line of the calls are coming from inside the house, which I, mm-hmm. I love that moment. That's a great moment. And it just, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the trailer. So, yeah. You think they put that in the trailer because that's the classic line from the original? Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's just like. Even though it's so from you're Black bringing Christmas. you're bringing in a new generation here. We're talking a thirty year gap between these movies, and the original "When a Stranger Calls" is already relatively niche. I mean, yeah, I've never seen it actually. Yeah, it's still a pretty small audience there. So, yeah. um, yeah, when they're doing the whole phone call thing, and and we're not sure where he is, even to the point where she has to go to the guest house and whatnot. I'm like, this is hey, this is not bad. Pretty suspenseful. Don't know what's going on. Um, and I I love the the deputy fella, um, officer is it officer Burke, officer, so. Burroughs. officer Burroughs, Burroughs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Burke is a different movie. I don't know what movie at this time, but I know there's an officer Burke out there in one of these horror movies. We'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually the first time I ever saw this movie. I remember a little bit of the trailers, uh, but yeah, this is the first time I sat down and watched it. Well, I'm glad you didn't completely hate it. No, I just found it. it It's pretty fucking boring for the most part. 
but then when it, it gets going near the end, it's it's pretty good. So I think yeah. the film the movie has a is this supposed to be a slasher? It's not, right? It definitely shouldn't be. Because it- there are no kills on screen. None. Not a single one. And they're all off screen and there's zero blood in this movie. I guess they're let me see what it's actually what its subgenre actually is. I get that there is technically a body count. Like yeah. Tiffany dies, Rosa dies, you see the the whole crazy crime scene at the beginning of the movie. Um But yeah, I it is described as a horror thriller. Slasher did not make that category. Okay, well that makes sense. There is, a, I mean, she is a final girl. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Yeah, it so doesn't I... really uh, fit in to that category. You know what else doesn't fit into the slasher category? Terrifier. I'm sick of hearing about it. True. Terrifier is a splatter film. Yeah, like it's not even close <laughs> to being a slasher movie. I, mean, I yeah. hate when I see people call it a slasher. I hate when I see casual fucking fans that are just now getting the slash out for the first time because of Halloween. They're like, oh, Terrifier is like my favorite slasher movie. No, shut up. It's not a slasher <laughs> movie. A slasher. You're downgrading yeah. the fucking genre for that. Because yeah. if you, okay, all right, fine. If you want to call Terrifier a slasher movie, it's absolutely dog shit then. Yeah, it would be. Because it has no story, yeah, no story, uh, no, no, yeah, no characters at all. It would be terrible. It's, Call it's, what it's a splatter movie, and it's good yeah. at that. Yeah, because all it is is extremely gory, brutal kills. Yeah, that's all we that's, need. It even like, yeah, even the fucking survivor girl in Terrifier kills someone, and it's yep. brutal and bloody and gory, and it's just, yeah, that's all it is. I don't know about the sequel. I've heard the sequel adds a lot more story. Which, fuck, I hope so at two and a half hours, but... Yeah. Eh. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. I uh, I do think... Um, that, see, that's why we should... We should mod- or not modernize, but uh, normalize the splatter genre. Because then, when movies like Halloween Kills won't happen. Where we're like, hey, it's a, it's a slasher movie. That's all I want from my slasher movies. People died. I fucking hate people that say that shit. They go watch a splatter movie. There's a whole yeah. goddamn genre for it. You motherfuckers, yeah. you it doesn't work with Michael Myers. It you you just left with kills and nothing else. It sucks. I just it's such a genre deserves better. And all we do is just keep shitting on it. What is wrong with you people? God damn it! <sighs> all right. So when a stranger calls, let's kick this mother trucker off. Yeah, it starts at a fair. Yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like every 2000s movie starts off at like a carnival or something or has these like montage style edits of a carnival. Yeah, the the montage editing was a big thing. Yeah. Um, This is one of the cleaner examples, I think, because it's actually used in an effective way to mm. show the sounds of the phone calls and the the killing and stuff without, you know, without showing it because it's PG-13. This is the only time where, like, I think the not showing it works uh, because, well, first, um, when the girl is getting the phone calls, right? Yes. 
I noticed where the house was, and I'm not saying this can't happen. I'm sure it can. Who puts a fair that close to your house? Like, this shit is almost, like, they could open their window and, like, throw something and hit somebody at this fair. It's almost on the same property as this house in a neighborhood. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. I suppose my hometown carnival is kind of like this, or at least it used to be when uh, the town was different. Um, But, yeah, this is really on the nose. I mean, it is... (laughs) It's, right there it's right right fucking there yeah and why would he pick that house you know i just feel like it's a tremendous risk he goes from this house that's super public right onto a fair to 125 20 125 miles away to the middle of buttfuck nowhere colorado yep so i don't know what he was <laughs> like i don't know you think he would he was into the whole idea of being that close of almost getting caught. Yeah, because, Jesus, he <laughs> can't get any more public than that. I guess, like, the fair masks the, the screams, uh, because it does. Sure, yeah. And you get, like, there's people outside, some woman's yelling for her kid or, or something, and the woman is still getting the calls, and then eventually you see the stranger upstairs, and he... He kills the babysitter and I guess the children. Yeah, and apparently in a in a very brutal fashion. As once we get past the whole fair thing, we see the the coroners are there and the cops are there and uh, the detective, the main detective that goes in there. Who, by the way, I think this is a solid little performance by him because all we see is him go in and look inside of the children's room. Yeah, and he just looks, man. His face says it all. I mean, he's about That's... to throw up. Yeah, that's the one time where I think not showing it works and is used really, really effectively because you're left wondering and you're going to make up worse shit in your head than they could show you anyway. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he puts on a great performance here. If you couldn't have gotten this good of a performance, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. So, yeah, and he goes out and he's like about to throw up outside and we see all the the body bags. I mean, there's like 20 bags being carried out with individual body parts. Yeah, and one of them, and yeah, they're body bags, but two of them are like just a bag they can <laughs> carry in one hand. And yeah, it's like, I mean, they have like the trash fuck? bags, and one of the trash bag things they have is just covered in blood too on the outside. So, and they say he didn't use a murder weapon; he used his bare hands. And I'm like, Holy yeah, fuck. that's I don't, I I <laughs> didn't really understand that. So that's the thing: there's not a murder weapon. What what do he do? What like, he just picked up their limbs what are you talking about there's only so much you can do with your bare hands to a person like you know what kind of strength it would take to just tear someone apart <laughs> literally yeah it just doesn't know. uh i don't know i don't know i am curious about that though <laughs> yeah. um by the way i forgot to mention it when i mentioned simon west the director uh his best credit up to this point in my humble opinion is his uh, directorial or his directal Jesus Christ, his directing abilities during uh, Rick Astley is never going to give you up as he directed the music video. Okay. Amazing. I mean, just fantastic. How many, we've all seen it. There's not, there's not a person in this world that hasn't seen the music video, at least for a few seconds when they got Rick rolled. He's everywhere. You're telling me you never got Rick rolled. 
Is that a is a is it a country song that he oh. did? Come on, you t- you you never seen you never clicked on a, a link that you thought was gonna be a certain video, and all of a sudden you got the the never gonna give you up. Oh yeah, yeah. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I know yeah, what that is now. Yeah, classic, absolute <laughs> classic. He also directed uh, Laura Croft Tomb Raider. So, oh, that must have been the original one with yeah, like two thousand one. Angelina yeah. Jolie. Yep, yeah. that's the one. So we all know how that did. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Well, they made two of them, so. Yeah, oh, yeah it can't be that bad. No, it's, just, yeah. it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I think all those movies suck, honestly. <laughs> all those movies are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. Now we're heading to Fernhill, Colorado, 125 miles away. I think there's a portion of this movie that's shot in Vancouver. Uh, but yeah. I think this is shot in Burbank. At least the high school is. The high school is in Burbank. And I think they do some work in Culver City as well. Which Culver City is just like one big ass movie town. It's like a back lot, but it's also a giant town. Oh, yeah. I looked at apartments there yesterday after hearing about it. And I saw a one bedroom there for like four grand a month. So I'll look into <laughs> it. <laughs> Holy fuck. I can't imagine. People that pay in that much for a one bedroom are crazy. It wasn't even that nice. I mean, it was okay, but it wasn't four grand a month. I'll tell you that much. So you're gonna you're gonna move in there with you, Rachel, and the cat, and two dogs. Yeah, it should be fine. Yeah, be all right. At least they can go outside year round. No problem. Yeah, walks year round. Culver City, California, right next to Santa Monica as well. Can walk over to the beach. Here you go. Not bad. Uh, but yes, we're in high school. We're introduced to the one and only Jill Johnson, played by Camilla Bell. She's running some track on a one of those upper level like indoor tracks, which are so loud. We had I had one of those at the college I went to. We had an mm. indoor track field like that, and yeah, those upper floor tracks they're so loud. I believe it. It's gotta be awkward to, to be running, and like you know, the whole goddamn basketball team below you is listening to your your footsteps. Yeah. Just weird. Um, Listen, you're like, God damn it. You're making yeah. too much noise. <laughs> yeah. Concentrate. Yeah, apparently she's... she's a solid runner because she uh, she runs a 25 second. Uh, what is she, it's 800? I don't even. That seems too far. Maybe a, a 400 meter, I'm assuming. Yeah, she doesn't do as well as she can. Not even that fast. She ran a coach. That's fast. <laughs> that was a 400 meter. That's fast. Yeah. Uh, I'll give her 200 meter stops. It never really comes back into play, her being a good runner. <laughs> her being fast. Uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose she does run away from the the stranger a little bit. <laughs> but, but it's not like it's... he's chasing her and she's like gone. He just stops to catch his breath. Yeah. Like, that never I think happens. the the really, because the coach kind of gets on her ass a little bit. It's like, we all know he could run a 24. Uh, so it seems like it's just reiterating that she's not focused right now yeah she's looking at her uh her boyfriend who's down playing basketball yeah her not boyfriend or i don't know the guy that she's yeah involved hey, with. i don't even know his name bobby yeah uh, i think it's bobby yeah yeah she gets to her locker i guess this is a morning practice and uh we see her cell phone is no longer working because she's out of minutes because she went way over on her minutes talking to her boy toy after all this drama 
and we actually see a picture. She takes a, I think it's funny. She takes a picture of Katie Cassidy off the back of her phone, mm. you know, because she, they're no longer friends, you know, fuck that bitch. Um, yeah. But she leaves the Polaroid picture of her in her locker. Well, Polaroid, you know, it's important. <laughs> I, it's just like, so it's right there. I mean, it's it's a very big image right there, but you went for the tiny little thing on the back of your phone. Oh, it seems odd to me. It's so wild seeing them all with like old school flip phones, not a smartphone in sight. Yeah, like the, they have the old like Motorola's. I think is what they're using. Yeah. Oh, actually, they, she has a Nextel. Ooh. Which is probably still a Motorola, but yeah, I my my parents were big on the the Nextel life. Hmm. Where you they they were basically just walkie talkies, like really fancy walkie talkies, I suppose, where you go across the the world and use them. But I, mean, I remember my parents were big on that, the Sprint Nextel walkie talkies, because it is kind of weird looking back though, because you can kind of, yes, obviously you can mute your phone, but at any time, any place, if you're trying to talk to somebody, you could just press the walkie talkie and talk to them. Like, what if you're in a meeting or? You're trying to be quiet, and all of a sudden, someone's like, hey, you there? <laughs> yeah, hey, there. <laughs> Killer finds you. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, so those, those things were those things were big for a while, and they just hmm. died all of a sudden. I don't know what happened. Texting became popular, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I used to have one of those uh, razors, Motorola yeah. razors. I never had, I had one of those. I had a callback. What was it? It was a ringback feature where when you called me, it would play a song instead of a ring tone. You just listen to a song until I picked up the phone. Wow. So I'd have people, friends would call me and I'd answer. They'd be like, why'd you answer? Because you called me. Yeah, just to listen to the song, though. Can't, I mean, can't sound that good. <laughs> I feel like those uh, those music ringtone things always sound like dog shit. I mean, for back then, you know, I was like, yeah, oh, that sounds kind of good. I'm sure if you heard it now, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So we're introduced to Bobby as well as he tries to get Jill's attention. Is He's apologizing. Doesn't know how many more times he has to apologize. Uh, but we learn that her friend, Jill's friend, Tiffany, that is our Katie Cassidy, uh, she kissed Bobby at some point somewhere and yeah, was caught red-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Drunk on tequila, yeah. So I guess Jill has been broken up with Bobby since then. But yeah, yeah, they've certainly talked about it though, because that's why she's over her minutes. One of the yeah. times he said they talked for two hundred and fifty-six minutes. That is four hours. Fuck. God damn! What kind of time you got? Fuck that! Just break <laughs> up with it. If you're gonna break up with the guy, break up with the guy. If you're gonna talk to him for four and a half hours. Like, damn, get over it then. <laughs> yeah, you also go see him in person. Jesus, yeah. Jesus. <sighs> hey, did you know that Camilla Bell had to do two months of weight training and learning how to run to prepare for the role of Jill? Really? Why? She had you had to train that hard to run a lap because otherwise it does not come <laughs> into play. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do one scene of running like that. What? Yeah. All right. I like this this trivia knowledge here. It says, Jill's school locker has a mini whiteboard on the inside door with the words, that's hot, written on it. She also has a Polaroid of Tiffany, who has betrayed her. You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> who has betrayed her? <laughs> that's great. 
yes. Okay. Then we go uh, to this art room where we meet Scarlet, uh, her best friend, one of her best friends in this trio. And she never really comes back into play. No, no. She has one scene again later on and that's it. Yeah. Like she gets, she gets a call uh, when they're up at this fucking wicker man bonfire. And uh, that's it. Yeah, kind of, kind of a way. It's kind of weird to me that we get introduced to her and have a real conversation with her trying to establish her some. And it's, tiffany that we end up seeing later at the house instead of tessa or scarlet played by tessa thompson (laughs) um yeah i don't know what the point of that was just filling out the characters i guess be like look she has a friend yeah i mean the whole point of when a stranger calls is the idea of isolation especially as a babysitter where you're home alone responsible for children and there's nobody that can really help you That's, yeah <laughs> children yeah. that you don't check on until the psycho tells you to yeah. or asked you <laughs> correct those kids by the way i mean the most well-behaved children i've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah. when she gets there the sun is still out so it can't be that late such because they're well yeah so, I mean, you're still looking at it's the fall, I suppose, because I think we know it's football season because of homecoming or something. Um, so it's like October. So it probably gets dark around six or seven. Yeah. So they're in bed at like four or five. And they don't wake up. I mean, they are they're good little children and chill the whole night until they can't anymore. Because a bad guy. Yeah. Oh, they she said they were getting over the flu, so maybe they had some like something to help them sleep. But yeah, they, they don't fucking move. She didn't yeah. have to check on them. And I know like the mom says like you don't need to, but I mean you probably still should, like just you know, poke your head in before the psycho asked you if you have. Yeah, at least do something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I mean it's a great gig. An amazing house. This huge fucking mansion of a house. Yeah, this house is something else. Yeah, and I guess that's where we head next anyway, so we can talk about it, because that's where we're introduced to her dad, played by Clark Gregg. Clark fucking Gregg. I was like, the movie's amazing. I don't even care what happens now. Yeah, he gets Uh, one little scene. Yeah, he has one little scene there, and he has one little scene at the end, and... But it doesn't matter. <laughs> he's amazing. I told Emma, I'm like, I choose to believe he's still Coulson. Yep. <laughs> and yep. he's just on a mission doing something. He could be. Because he's always, he's always Coulson to me whenever I see him. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's running her out there because Jill is grounded for a month. She no, She has no cell phone and no car for a month. So he's got to run her out there. Yep. Because she went, you know, way over and he's got tickets to something that he's going to. And um, they, did he say he's going to it with her mom? I think so. We never see the mom. Even at the end in the hospital, we never see the mom. Well, oh, well. And it's like, yeah, whatever. And, but yeah, and he uh, he drives her up to this house and they see it. And he's like, wow, I should have been a doctor. 
Because his house I, is hey like, man, that's got to be more than being a doctor. Are they both doctors? I, Do they I both own like the a, fucking hospital? Because Jesus Christ, Emma that is like were, a twenty million dollar house. We were talking about that. I was like, well, he must be, uh, he must be a successful surgeon, right? And we we're thinking, well, he's a doctor in the United States. So maybe it just matters what hospital he's working at. And he's like, good and get paid a lot. And I'm, dude, I'm telling you, that is, that thing is no joke. Yeah. Maybe he's a <laughs> it psychiatrist. Is, uh, he needs to be something real. Dude, they're, <laughs> all right. I get they're in Colorado in the, in the movie, but like this, this actual house is in Running Springs, California. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, to be on water like that with these insane, massive windows, a big ass fucking guest house that's nice as any house I'm ever gonna have in my life. Three floors, three like fucking floors. <laughs> like that place a, is it, millions and millions of dollars. It has a koi pond. It has a fucking it, dude. That I want one of those in my house so fucking bad. I'm gonna go in there and do yoga. <laughs> I go in there and do yoga in my koi pond. <laughs> oh, God, that was, it's so cool. I'm going to go fishing for goldfish. Do you, you ever see? There's a, there's a commercial. Uh, it's one of those um, progressive commercials where like, oh, I can't help you stop people from turning into their parents. And there's this kid sitting in a pond. And then guy comes up. He's like, hey, you know what kind of fish those are? Oh, come on. Don't be coy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> man this this place is is next level stuff for sure and this is an unrealistic home to have in your life it's a bad spot though if like i don't know what kind of storms colorado gets i'm gonna guess like not tornadoes. hurricanes uh, I, I probably don't even get much of that because it's such it's not it's such a dry heat out there well yeah. colorado is a little bit different but because this house wouldn't even be in Colorado. That's what I'm saying. Like this is a such a California house because yeah, it doesn't work if you're somewhere that storms and shit. Yeah. Which it does all, here. <laughs> all those gigantic trees are all around it. Like it's a good spot, but not if the storm's gonna knock those trees down. Yeah, I wonder how much land they have as well. I don't know. Man, they're right on the water. It's like the most unbelievable fucking like fantasy house you could ever fucking yeah. want. Yeah, these big Crazy. fancy Jurassic Park gates. <laughs> like, yeah, like he's got. I, I don't know. I think he has. I can't remember what car he has. It's like a Corvette or something, which I guess isn't that crazy, but still. God damn. Yeah, he's just killing it out there. Um, but yes, Jill goes and uh, meets the parents, uh, Doctor Mandrakis. Uh, which I don't. It, she's she's only credited as Kelly Mandrakis, so I guess she's not a doctor. I guess, yeah, I guess not. Pff, fucking lame. I don't know what she does. <sighs> this guy must have done a lot of like independent studies or something and discovered something important. He cured cancer in this universe. <laughs> yeah, he must have something something big. Uh, but yeah, they're heading off to some big fancy I don't know, dinner or something. Yeah, dinner at some event and then going to, to a movie after. So they won't be home till midnight or later. Oh, wow. Uh, but yeah, she gets a, a quick tour of the house. A really cool family, I would say, as you know, they say nothing's off limits. Uh, enjoy yourself. I um I love this movie. This movie is early 2000s because Jill walks in 
And she's like, whoa, the lights just turned on. They're like, oh, I'll get used to that. Like motion sensors are like a a surprising thing. Yeah, well, I think it's a little surprising in somebody's home. <laughs> it's a little surprising. Like if I, you know, if I walked into my friend's house and they had motion sensor lights, but goddamn, look at you. I wouldn't be shocked by it. I'd be like, oh, fuck, you're rich. You made it, kids. <laughs> got some, got some money. <laughs> wow, I think yeah. now you could probably find some pretty affordable options for motion detector lights, but still, it feels like a very classy thing. It feels like I'm too good for you thing. The only thing is, though, if you're sitting in that room and you're just talking but you're not moving, you have lights go out. You got to move every once in a while. Yeah, motion sensor lights are supposed to be smarter than that, but yeah, yeah, maybe someday. Having them in the bathroom would be <laughs> funny. They're supposed to be able to detect not just motion, but objects as well. So if there is an unnatural object in there, the lights will stay on. And, you know, you as a human taking up the space, they shouldn't shut off. But who knows? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we learn about the guest house. I guess they have. Is it their son? They have a son. Yeah. They have a son who's in college from one of their other's marriage, uh, they say. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, they, they say he's sometimes he's there and he never tells us when he's coming. And, um, yeah, that's kind of it. She gets shown all around. She sees the cat who just, like, watches the birds and is waiting for his chance, uh, yeah. which he gets later. Um yeah, and she just gets shown that she's like, your house is amazing. It's like, oh, thank you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Yeah, and they, um, yeah, they just take off. They're like, yeah, calls if you need anything, uh, which she does, and they don't answer later. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, after they leave, we kind of just spend the next ten minutes really just watching her explore the house. There's not much to it. She's trying on jewelry. She uh, turns. You know, accidentally, she's trying to turn the TV on, but accidentally turns on the surround sound and everything else. And <laughs> turns on the fireplace, which immediately I was like, oh, well, she'll use that later. Yeah, true. There's nothing in it. If, if you're a horror fan um, and you watch this movie, you're going to be able to see everything coming. Like every beat. Because uh, it, it doesn't do a whole lot uh, different. Like it sticks to a formula. Yeah, honestly, so. the only the, I think the parts of the movie that they really shined to me are the the anything phone call really like that moment from like I said after Katie Cassie's death up until I think like right when the stranger like officially attacks. I think mm. that is the shining part of the movie because otherwise, like, even the end, it's exciting, it's fun to watch, but it's such it's a very beat by beat chase scene. Yep. There's not much to it, but yeah, we do meet Rosa for a second feeding the birds in the koi. Yeah, the the uh, housekeeper. Yeah, she's yeah, just feeding the birds, and and there is not a lot to talk about that happens. Yeah, for the most there's part. really there's really not. We could probably get through this one fast. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> like, yeah, phone calls happen. Talk about the phone calls. She gets uh, she gets some phone calls at first, and it's just static, like you don't hear anybody, and then it hangs up. Yeah, I think even the I think the first one she actually gets is from is from Scarlet. Yeah, her, her best friend that we met for like two seconds, but uh, they're basically just talking about like she's just explaining the house to her. That's yeah, and, 
And her friend's like, oh, Bobby called. He wanted your number. She's like, well, give it to him. Call me here and we can talk. Like, they just talking about that drama. And I mean, I thought she is just. She is just really fighting this whole uh this whole thing with Bobby. Yeah. Like cuz Scarlett's like, "Oh, I didn't give it to him. I'm not going to give it to him because he's going to call you." She's like, "Well, <laughs> that's fine." <laughs> She's like, yeah. "You're being weak." I'm not being weak. You, no, you actually you are, Jill. I mean, if you want to you want to hold hold tight here and, and not forgive either your 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 friend or Bobby, then you probably should stop taking the fucking phone calls. Yeah, she's like, well, no, he can call me and he can end this finally. Like, bullshit, you're not going to end anything. Uh, yeah, based on the numbers you gave me, <laughs> you talked about eight hours. So I think it's time to just accept it's not going to work out. Yep. Move on, move on. <laughs> yeah, just get out of there, kid. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I mean, th- God, that's basic. There's not a lot that happens. She when she is trying on the jewelry, she hears like the door open or she hears a sound. She, she puts all the way, she comes back out on the couch, like she's reading her book. She's like, Hello? And then This reminds me. When hmm. what moment does the stranger actually get in the house? I would assume at that moment, like but she heard the door. But the door, I, there's a security system which does go off. Yeah, it goes off once, then the garage op- is open at one point, and that's how, uh, that's how Katie Cassidy gets inside. But we, at, after all of that happens, we see her look into the guest house, and the lights are on, and she sees somebody walk by the window. Yeah, which is so, a stranger. Okay, well, how did, he get, how did he get back in the house from there? Uh, well, she had to leave the door unlocked to leave, right? No, she locks it. She brings a key with her. Oh. That's what I, was, I don't know at what point he actually gets know. in the house. And it feels like he was already in the he was already above the children's beds when um when she went up there the first time to check on him. Because it's after she yeah. checks on the kids that she goes to the guest house. So I don't I really don't understand. And he, he killed the housekeeper at some point because he she the, goes yeah. back to the birds and the housekeeper's like ladder and cleaning shit is there, but she's not there. Yeah, that happened a little bit uh, when she was in trying on the jewelry and looking at the dress and everything. Yeah, and he brought he brought Katie Cassidy's body into the bathroom on the third floor, which, by the way, the effort to carry her all the way up there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> so I, went, I don't understand when he got in there. No, I, I don't either. God damn, he could have like. Yeah, I don't know. He just fades through walls. I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It was throwing me for a loop the whole time because I was really just trying to figure out when and how that was happening. Yeah. And I don't think there's an answer. I don't think that filmmakers know. No. No. What? And she, I don't know. I don't know really know where to jump to talk about. It's like she gets more phone calls. Uh, She gets a prank call from, uh, not from Bobby, but from one of the people up at this bonfire, this wicker man bonfire they're having at yeah. the whole school's at that she can't go to because she's babysitting. Um, Shame. she hangs up on that and well, after um, so after she hangs up uh, on, I keep want to call her Tessa, Scarlet, um, 
after she hangs up on Scarlet, she, the alarm goes off. So yeah. that's when the alarm goes off. She uses her little code, and that's that. But then she gets a phone call from whatever the security place is, and is trying to explain that she's just a babysitter. I think the maids at the alarm off. Yada <laughs> she yada. She's a baby. <laughs> She's a baby. Um, yeah. So there's that. We, I, you have to assume that the guy, the stranger, got in then. Yeah. But I don't know. By the way, she. It doesn't seem to have wake the kid. Don't you think you check? If it, if it woke up the kids and they now assume the alarm went off, they're they could be scared. Yeah, but again, no. <laughs> no I, th- I think they're good. I think somehow this super loud fucking alarm that's designed to wake everyone in the house up to be safe. <laughs> I don't think it woke up the kids. We're good. She's like, no, no, I don't need to. It'd be funny if when the stranger asked her, "Have you checked the children?" She's like, "Nah, I oh, yeah. assume they're good." Fuck I'm it. Gonna, gonna get there when I'm gonna get there. Terry's <laughs> like, well, you you should really check. The- nah, <laughs> hey, they're good, man. Yeah, I'm already half drunk. I don't need to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, and after the alarm goes off, she does go over to the whole koi pond and sees that the food that Rosa was throwing out earlier was left out. It's still sitting on the chair, and the birds are chipping away at it. Yep. So, I guess we already assume that Rosa's a goner. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yes. Yeah. I don't even know what happens then. I Then the killer calls for the first time, I believe, and asks if everything's okay. Is everything okay? Yeah. And she, she's like, hello? Who's this? And he hangs up. Yeah. God. This, uh, Phone yeah. call number one. <laughs> yeah phone call number one is down uh then we get another phone call and this is the prank phone call which we find out is one of bobby's friends it's cody the dude that's masturbating in his uh imdb photo <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that's literally what's happening in this photo by the way i think it's from a movie that he was in so he's just sitting in the bed shirtless jerking off love that love that for us there you go that's what i want my imdb picture to be <laughs> I had to make that happen. Uh, okay, now she's starting to get on edge. She's carrying around a fire poker and whatnot, which quickly she dismisses everything and goes to the freezer and finds a popsicle. So everything's okay now. Yep. And <sighs> she bites top off popsicle right away and then goes. Yeah, which, to- by the way, what a terrible human being. You don't do that shit. That's what I said. <laughs> you don't do the goddamn it. Anybody that bites into popsicles at all can just fuck off. Okay, what's wrong with you? What kind of solid teeth do you have? Yeah, like the cold. The cold doesn't bother you at all. Yeah, the cold, and then just like, I don't know that nasty crunch. What's yeah. wrong with you people? What's what wrong? Be funny if the stranger is like, I just saw you bite in that popsicle, <laughs> and what the fuck? Yeah, I was gonna let you go, lady, but now after seeing that. You can't let you world. out in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Your kind of people need to be out of here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah, then she, after her little popsicle, she goes, and I think she gets another phone call, but during this phone call is when Katie Tiffany's, Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. Tiffany shows up. Yeah, and she's just, you know, being your typical slutty bitchy character and uh, instantly wants to start drinking. Yep. And 
you know, 2000s remake. Again, everybody has to be a supermodel. Like, everybody's got to be gorgeous. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> Tiffany's, yeah, she's just there. She's like, I bet they have an awesome bar. And yeah. Uh, yeah, she finds the tequila. Yeah, we do find out here. This is how she got into the garage. So the garage was open when yeah. Joe went to check on it. So yeah, it's not uh, it's not good. Not good. Definitely got in. Definitely got in. And they have a little conversation about before she gets the tequila about uh, Tiffany being kissing Bobby. And she's like, you know what tequila does to me? And she's like, well, maybe you shouldn't drink it anymore. And uh, then she gets ah fine, (laughs) yeah. And she grabs the tequila and it's like, didn't we just talk about you not drinking? Oh, you were serious? Yeah, her reason for kissing Bobby is that well, one the tequila, yes, but she was dating Bobby, and the she says the next day uh, he saw Jill, and then he was into Jill, and then Jill and Bobby started dating. So she never got her kiss. So now she did. Now we're even. It's like, oh, all right. I guess you're right. <laughs> well, you're right. Well, yeah. Right. Apparently, Jill thinks the same way because she doesn't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. She's I think she's uh-huh. just looking for any reason to, to forgive and forgive Bobby because, yeah, you know, the whole expecting a phone call wants to talk to him more. Doesn't completely shit on Jill or yeah. Tiffany the second she sees her. Yeah. It is weird to me that Tiffany went all the way out of her way. Before going to the bonfire, to the, this place out in the middle of nowhere. Yep. So she went all the way out of her way to go see Jill, and then she's there for twenty seconds and leaves. Yeah, I'm not even sure what her purpose was, because she knows Jill can't go to the bonfire. Yeah. So what is she? Yeah, she's trying to like, convince her to leave for some reason. It's like, what? What are you talking about? Are you stupid? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, she, she goes all the way up there for basically nothing. To apologize. I think she just felt bad. I think she was apologizing. Possibly. Uh, but yeah, like Jill tells her, like, okay, you gotta leave. Like you gotta go. And she does. And uh she's like Tiffany's like walking to her car, and it's super windy this whole movie. The whole yeah. time she's at Doc's house, it's like a fucking hurricane is going on out there. Yeah, storm is brewing. Yeah, yeah. and Tiffany's looks around, she gets scared because the trees are blowing. Um, so she's just like nervous and scared and she gets to her car, drops the keys. They, uh, try to make it a suspenseful, like tense moment. Like the killer could be coming up on her. I think it's uh, pretty suspenseful. Yeah. No, yeah, well, you can draw. It's not scared, bad. I'm scared the whole time. <laughs> I peed a little, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> she gets the keys. Uh, she gets in the car. She locks the door. And I, I legit thought the killer was going to be in her back seat hiding. Yeah, she does check the back seat, though. <laughs> she does, yeah. Um, and she starts backing up to the gate, and there's a tree, a tree branch down on the gate. She could have easily backed over it. but Yeah, yeah, but it is a little, just a little Toyota Matrix. You know, those things. Yeah, it is, but, like, the part they show that's, like, basically where her car would go, it looked really small. Like, yeah, it looked like, like she could part of the branch. Yeah, it just leaves there, really. Um, so she's like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. She's like, oh, screw it. She gets out. She unlocks the door. And she tries to move this branch. Apparently, she's incapable of moving this branch. And uh, the camera just zooms right up on her. And that's That'll it. do, pig. Yeah. That's it. 
Yeah, very dumb, like almost like an Evil Dead bicycle shot. <laughs> yeah, because it's not a very yeah. smooth shot. It's very fast. It's sped up. Uh, yeah, I don't like that. That's dumb. Oop. Oh yeah, there are no kills in this movie. Like none. There are dead bodies, but there are no kills. Yeah, not even a little bit. <laughs> so no. I guess in terms, if you're gonna relate it to prom night, uh, prom night definitely wins in the body count side of things so not even so much the count but the actual seeing of violence seeing of violence yes yeah yep. like there's <laughs> at least i know there's not much in prom night but at least we do get a couple throat slits and blood spraying and whatnot <clears throat> yeah a little on-screen stabby stabby but yeah but that's yeah, about it nothing in this one even when you see the body uh you see tiffany's body later it is bloodless yeah i think she must have been strangled yeah strangled I... neck snap but yeah so yeah something like that but yeah. yeah, so <clears throat> Tiffany's dead now. We go back inside the house, and Jill's popsicle has completely melted. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, and that's on the it's on real wood. It's going onto the table on real wood. <laughs> God damn it! I don't, I know. I don't think she ever actually formally cleans that. By the way, she throws away the popsicle, but she but throws it into she... a bucket. She doesn't even throw it in the garbage. She just throws it into a little metal bucket in the uh, like an ice bucket uh, in front of yeah. the bar. Yeah, it's like God damn it! You couldn't go to the garbage can. What is wrong with you? Fuck. Yeah, yeah she well, yeah, she never cleans the goddamn table. That drives me nuts. It's going to be all sticky on real wood. What the fuck? You ruined it. Yeah, what God the fuck damn. is wrong with you? Uh, but yeah. then Bobby finally calls, and uh, he's breaking up the whole time. I guess they have no signal at the bonfire uh, for some reason. And they have a gig- And the reason I keep calling it the Wicker Man bonfire, they have a gigantic statue that is just burning this whole time in the shape of a man so it's like the wicker man bonfire it's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah they got cheerleaders up there and dancing around and people in the water in front of the giant burning man and the rafts like i don't know what they're doing people dancing around apparently there are cops up there even though these people are drinking i assume they're all underage because they're high schools and they're in the united states so I guess the cops are just like, eh. It's one of those things, small town vibes, where you just, yeah, just let it slide. Just make sure everyone's safe, I guess. I guess so. May not be the right thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. <sighs> what do you do? Something my fucking town would do. Guarantee it. Like, eh. We'll let it slide. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah, it uh, seems like uh, anytime there's <laughs> underage drinking and things like that, the only time they'll ever be busted is somebody actually calls it in. Otherwise, they won't go out of their way to do anything about it. Yeah. They'd just be like... Uh, and they're in the middle <laughs> of nowhere, aren't they? So, yeah. Cops Target. come up. <laughs> yeah, just watch you driving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch you driving. Uh, Pretty much, though. That's that's what I would expect. Yeah. And she's talking to Bobby, and she's like, did you call me early? He's like, well, I... Uh, What's his name? Robin? Co- Cody. Cody. Yeah. Cody pranked you earlier, but I got him to stop. Well, did he call me again? He's like, hold on, I'll check. He's like, hey, Cody. <laughs> He's young. And then the phone, it disconnects because the signal up at this bonfire is complete shit. Yeah, we never hear from him again, do we? Like, that's it. That's it, yeah. Wow. Everyone disappears after that. No more Scarlet, Bobby. Everyone's. Not even Rosa. Nope. Yeah. Interesting that Bobby doesn't even try again. Like, yeah, he doesn't know. try again. He doesn't show up. Or, nah. yeah, he's like, the- well, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but then right after Bobby, she gets another call, and she asks if it's Cody. And says, "Who's Cody?" Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. this isn't Cody. He sounds just like this. Yeah, <laughs> he's just constantly whispering. It'd be funny if she got a call and he's like, "Hello, Sydney." He's like, what? No, this is Jill. Oh shit, wrong house. Sorry. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. You, you know what? You gotta assume that Bobby, uh, Bobby recheated on uh, on Jill at this bonfire. Oh, yeah, a lot of grinding us. cheerleaders up there. Yeah, maybe hooked up with Scarlet. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. then she loses both her friends. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Scarlet does call one more time. Yeah, I think she calls Scarlet, doesn't she? I think so. Yes. Yeah, she calls Scarlet, and she's trying to like talk to her, and the signal's like super bad. Yeah. And kind of it. Really? Yeah. Th- nothing much happens from it. Yeah, not, literally nothing. Uh, then she tries to call her dad, I think. I, I will say she was doing things that I was like saying she should. I was like in my head, and if I was getting the phone calls, first fucking thing, I'd be calling the homeowners and be like, hey, this is happening. And then she does that. And she can't get a hold of them. She calls her dad. She can't get a hold of them. And I was like, oh. Look at that. She's actually doing smart things. Yeah. Uh, she actually calls police. Trying. And that's, she calls the operator. The operator connects her to the police and, uh, the non-emergency line. Yeah. The non-emergency line. That's when we meet or we don't meet, but we hear officer Burroughs. Yeah. Great he's, guy. Yeah. He's like, hello. You know, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm getting weird phone calls. Okay, is he like threatening you? No. Oh well, there's not much we can do. <laughs> but yeah, you know, and then, call me then back she, if they get worse. Yeah, she looks out the window and she sees Rosa's car. She's like, "Oh, I thought she left." So everything's fine now. Rosa's here. I feel dumb. Sorry. Yeah, he's like, "Well, if you get scared, anything else comes up, call me. I'll be here all night." Thank and, you, Mr. Uh, Burrows. Yeah, so she hangs up. I like that guy. I don't know yeah. what it is. He just seems like a real, real, real uh, gentleman. Played by David Denman. Son of a bitch. David Denman. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, Jill tries calling Rosa's cell phone and she hears ringing, but no Rosa. So she starts going. She's on this, this really long, creepy hallway. Yep. Which that shit was in my house. I would get some nightlights or something. Oh, fuck yeah. Then you're just asking to stub your toes somewhere. <laughs> yeah, where are the motion sensor lights on that part of the house? Like, damn. Yeah. Yeah, she she, she no. keeps she keeps calling, get the machine, calls back, gets a machine. She eventually finds um is it like the laundry room or something? It's End next the to the laundry room. Yeah, she finds uh her purse with her phone in it. And uh they give you a jump scare here. Um Yeah, coat rack jump scare, classic. Coat rack. There's coat rack jump scare, there's cat jump scare. Uh, <laughs> fuck. But, um, I mean, at least, uh, yeah, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of anything cat jump scare. It uh, drives me nuts. But at least a coat rack, you, you see it before she sees it, so you're kind of in the moment with her. Yeah. I can appreciate ones like that. It's like, it's not something that just popped out of my fucking face and wrecked me. Like, we saw it first before her. Yeah. So it's like, oh, we're in the moment with her. It's a little bit different. Doesn't yeah, make good, but it's try it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then, do we get a shot outside here uh, as a storm is building up, and we see the water, and the water starts to do like have these big ass waves. Yeah, but the the way it looks, it looks like there's a fucking gator in there. Yeah, it does look like there's something in there. Yeah, that's the first thing I was like, damn, they got gators in Colorado. <laughs> what the? Fuck? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna live long. Yeah, for real, be frozen overnight. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, hmm. I think you have more to worry about than, uh, <laughs> than just the stranger. Yeah, it's funny if you watch the Amazon Prime version of this, uh, they give you like these X-ray details so you can see the cast the whole time when they're on screen and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it does have Lance Hendrickson as the stranger. So is Lance Hendrickson the voice of the stranger? Oh, uh, maybe. That's that's interesting. Yeah. Or was he in the original? No, I guess he is. He's the voice. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he is the voice. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Wow. Here you go. Have you checked the children? <laughs> it doesn't even sound like him, though. It does not at all. I would have never guessed that that was Lance Hendrickson. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. This should got Roger Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been something. <laughs> um, okay, so now she does. Actually, yeah, she just got the phone call. She gets a phone call with the, have you checked the children? Which is the classic line. For this movie. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> she, she um, she's like, oh, well, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I have not. Yeah, so she goes upstairs. And she looks but in the bedroom. Before we get past these stairs, I got to point out those open ended stairs like that, where they don't have the back paneling, I would snap my leg. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it. I'd slip right through those goddamn things, snap my leg. It'd be gruesome. That'd be yeah. That'd be the end of it. <laughs> just land. damn it. My, my, my thought. Ends. My thought. Seeing that the kids had the the room upstairs, I'm like, damn, I don't go how those kids don't die. There's no like, railing either on like one no. side. No, like, yeah, I dangerous. would have to bear crawl up those stairs just to ensure my safety. <laughs> yep, I don't like stairs that don't have a railing like there because one slip and there you go, your head cracked on that ground, you're dead. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's only a matter of time. Yep. Uh, but yes, she does finally go and check the children. And they're fine, and they have these very cool dinosaur nightlight. Yeah. That like... I want in my room. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's dinosaur nightlight. You see those it. things at like Spirit Halloween where they have the, the lights and it's, it's a spinning design? Push the button and it spins around, yeah. Yeah, I need to get one of them. I got one. I got the trick-or-treat one. I kind of want the scream one. They have a the Killer Clowns one, too. Yeah. I feel like that's a good fit because it does have this very outer space look to it, these light, mm. lights like that, so... I saw I the think. cotton candy gun again at Spirit when I was there. They're also... I went to two different Spirits and they were sold out. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to go buy it on the website because I'm pissed off. <laughs> I told so, Rachel we should have got it the first time we were there, and she said no, and now we, I didn't get it. Now I'm fucking mad. <laughs> now, now I'm mad. Look what you did. <laughs> yeah, sure. I did get that Killer Clowns door cover, and it does look great. I also got the floor mat, or the welcome mat. Nice. I got the shot glasses as well, and the jumbo Funko Pop. I saw the Funko Pop. I saw like they had a shit ton of Killer Clown stuff. Like all yep. of it out uh, when I was there. They had animatronic of Shorty. Shorty. Oh, I tried to convince Rachel. <laughs> they had statues. They had these little like dolls. If you push a button, they like move and it plays music and yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Big fan. I'm glad Killer Clown's getting some respect out there. 
It's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and she okay. she checks the children. They're fine. She goes back downstairs. She gets another phone call from him. And he's like, how are the children? And she's yeah. like, holy fuck, he can see me. So she closes all the curtains, these massive fucking curtains. Yeah, and- I was thinking those curtains are probably like $1,000 just to cover the whole room. Maybe even more, because goddamn, yeah, <laughs> those things are ridiculous. Um, and then she calls the she calls back the police. She's like, he can see me. He sees that's how he can see me. And, yeah. Uh, he's like, oh well, okay. He's like, well, we'll send a uh, a car over, but it's gonna be like twenty minutes from the time of dispatch, and then we'll call the phone company and we'll try and trace it. You got to keep them online for like sixty seconds. Yep. And, and that's what we're, we're on a mission now to make that happen. Yep. And There's a lot of stuff in this movie that I was like, oh, yeah, Black Christmas did that. Like the original. Yeah. And like keep them on the line so we can trace them. The calls are coming from inside the house is from Black Christmas originally. Yeah. It's a so, great line. Though. It is very, very good. Scary ass movie. The original Black Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So yes, she she has to now get a phone call to last over sixty seconds, and she has to pass time before someone can be dispatched out there. Which, by the way, a lot more than twenty minutes passes. I don't know why it takes so long to get somebody out there, but it's fine. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um. But yeah, she sees over into the uh, guest house, and yeah, the, the light is on. Yeah, she sees the light turn on, and then. She tries to call it. Nobody answers, but she literally sees somebody walk by the window. So she knows somebody is in there. Yeah. Which I still don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's a tunnel we don't know about. Uh, it's um, you know, the only way. So she grabs this, like, I don't know, metal, st- I don't know, candlestick thing. It looks like a mask holder. <laughs> yeah. It's like and a uh, mask holder. she grabs a flashlight. She dearms the uh, security system. She unlocks the door and closes it, locks it, uh, runs over to the um, guest house, goes in, uh, yells for the, the son, whose name I forget. Uh, Toby, I think. Toby. And she sees like everything is like pristine in the house as in like no one has touched anything. Yeah, and um, she's like, "What the fuck?" And then the phone rings. The she phone starts her watch. Um, she had already once tried to keep him on the phone, and it was like fifty-four seconds, and he hung up. Uh, but this time he calls. He calls back, but he calls the guest house phone. She times it. She talks to him, and then he hangs up again. She checks. And it was like it was six seconds, but then she's like. Ah, uh, you called the wrong phone line. So they're not tracing that one. Would that actually work? I don't I mean, know. Couldn't, couldn't they still trace both? You, you would think, because they're still assigned to that residence. But, I don't know. I guess not. Not for this movie, anyway. Um, And she looks back over at the house, and she sees a light come on upstairs on the third floor. She's like, Rosa! So yeah. she... Takes the phone, uh, the, the main house phone, <clears throat> runs back over to the house, hits a tree branch, drops a flashlight, keeps on going. 
Um, gets back into the house, and she goes up to look in Rose's room, basically. Yeah, she gets yeah. another call while up uh, going up the stairs, and she does hold this call the, the entire time. Fucking a lot longer than a minute. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, a lot longer than I was a minute, like, for sure. I was thinking, holy shit, this has been like 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. that I'm on this phone. You definitely got him. And uh, yeah, she goes into the room and sees that the the shower is on for some reason. And turns out turns off the the shower and that's when she gets the call and she's like stop calling me you and it's the cop and he's like jill the we traced the call the calls are coming from inside the house well we did we did skip one of my favorite lines of the movie and okay, it, it's when she's talking to the stranger in that long ass call mm. she she's just saying a bunch of shit to him just to keep him on the line but she asked like what it was like what is it that you actually want from me and you get that uh, your blood all over me. Oh yeah, that's a gray line. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, and she's yeah. like done with it then. And yeah, and so yeah, he the cop says like the calls are coming from inside the house, Jill. Like get out of there. And she drops the house phone because you know shock as probably anybody would. Yeah, pretty scary. And uh, turns around, sees Tiffany's dead body laying there behind the door. Yeah. Yeah, completely bloodless. Yep. Just her eyes are kind of white though. So eyes are white, looking a little blue, but yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, again, he carried her all the way up there. I mean, he he's been actively going in and out of this house apparently, and I don't understand how. I don't understand why. Why he carry Tiffany's body up there? Just throw it in the bushes. He, I mean, true. <laughs> yeah. I guess he, unless he wanted her to discover it. I mean, he turned on that shower. Yeah. I don't get where, how is he doing this shit? It doesn't make any sense to me. Just him getting in and out of the house doesn't make any sense. Left a window open. She's let, she's turned on the alarm. The, that last time she turned, she closed the garage after or before Tiffany left. So he didn't come back in through the garage. So where is he getting in and out of? Is that ever explained? Is it the children's window? I don't understand. It's never explained. I, I don't I don't think it is, and if it's if it is I missed it because I'm stupid. So did I. <laughs> uh, I think it, it could. I remember the. I think it might be the children's window. Could be. It is some god tier stuff though. Yep. But yeah. Uh, okay, so she finally goes and checks the children. Again, this time they are hiding, uh, but before she walks out of there, she looks up. And she sees the stranger for the first time up above the rafters. Yeah, hanging out in the rafters, which is a cool shot. Uh, yeah. Question, though. The kids were asleep. And then when she goes in, uh, they put pillows in place of where they would be. She pulls the covers back, sees pillows. So it's not them. Find some hide. Did they see the stranger? Is that why they're hiding? Yeah, I would assume. So. Uh, yeah, I assume so. Like, I mean, they're terrified by the time she gets to him. Must have been. Like, he must have woke them up. And like made them see him and then they ran off. Yeah, I guess when he left to do whatever dumb shit he was doing going in and out of the house, I guess Yeah, he, he they then went to hide to bamboozle him. I guess so. And uh yeah, she sees him 
And she's like, oh, fuck. And then she runs back into the room. And she takes, like, a, a cord, wraps it around, like, a towel holder and the doorknob to try and, like, you know, secure the door. And tells the kids to go out through this little window. And they run out into a hallway. Are they... Is it the hallway or they run into the they go into the koi the, pond? Yeah. Yep. Treat bird area. Yeah, they get there and she goes with them. The killer breaks through the door and uh he ends up he's outside of the koi pond uh enclosure. They're inside and she uh she's with the kids, they're like looking around. Eventually they see him. He's like standing there at the in the hallway pressed up against the glass and earlier she had saw that there's this like irrigation system for the plant that because they're like tropical plants in there or something or trees yeah it's like this steamer thing <clears throat> yeah and it sprays and when it does of course you can't see anything because it fogs up the glass so she hits that and to blind him so he can't see what they're doing she hides the kids away tells him to go Somewhere in there, they're hiding. And then she gets into the pond and hides under the tiny little bridge. Yeah. And uh, he gets in eventually. And he's walking yeah. around looking. She does find Rose's body down there. Yeah, she does because she goes underwater and she sees Rose's body and she screams underwater. So he wouldn't hear it anyway. Yeah, you'd probably hear the bubbles, but you know, no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, you'd hear the <laughs> bubbles. Um, she comes yeah. back up. She's just like sitting there. So since Rosa's body is there, that means when she was in there that first time feeding the fish, like she died right then and there. Yep. So yeah. he's been he's been in there a long fucking time, dude. <laughs> like a long time. Yeah. And maybe he went there before she got there. He's just been how hanging do you out just, waiting. How do you just know? Because he's his whole thing is he follows babysitters. I mean, he just knew. He just knew they were going up to dinner that night. Must have had a babysitter. I guess so. He looked up their schedule. I don't know. I guess when you, yeah, it actually is. I want to know how he even knew because that is quite, it's not easy just to go find a house in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, why would he just go check if there's a babysitter there? He knows because of plot. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just, Good friends with the uh, Mandrakis. Yeah. Uh, um, he does get in and he's like, he walks onto the bridge. Yeah, He's like looking. She can see him because the, the boards are like separated on the bridge. So she can like look up and see him. And the irrigation system is still going. And then it the kids like come out of their hiding spot and they start to like move out and the system shuts off. And then one of the kids steps on rocks and uh, the killer turns and see him. They take off running for the door, which is locked and they can't reach the lock. And uh, then Damn he kids. he reaches down. And he finds out she's under the bridge. And he starts like reaching for her on both sides. Like he'll she goes to the left. He reaches down to the left. She goes right, right. She goes underwater, and he's like reaching in the water for her. And she comes back up, and then she she goes under again, and she like kicks the bridge over, so he falls in the water. Yeah. And uh, the first thing that popped into my head was. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of Little John when he fall when, when he falls into the this tiny little like brook of water, 
He's like, help me. I can't swim. I'm going to drown. And it's like, there's not even any water. And that's what it reminded me of. The killer, if he fell in the water and he started screaming, I can't swim. Help. Even though he could just stand up. That's what should have happened. That's what we should have ended, I think. (laughs) It would have been hilarious. Help me. I can't swim. (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, she... um, yeah, she gets back out well, on her way out the door uh, to lock him out. He does get a piece of her hair and she yeah. like a champ. She just rips that hair right out. Yeah, that was like, oof, that would hurt because that yeah, was like, I would, a good chunk of hair. Yeah, he had quite a bit. I mean, that did some very real damage. And I think, you know, Cam- Camilla Bell, I think, uh, had some interesting moments throughout this, uh, these stunts, quote unquote stunts, like mm. in the... The, the bridge scene i think she she's supposed to punch him she's supposed to punch tommy flanagan and she missed and punched the bridge and i believe to this day she's a scar from it <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah oh there's a there's a part i actually do like coming up right now because she she does she locks him in there and he's just freaking the fuck out and he tries yeah. to break the glass but she the glass is like uh, fucking bulletproof apparently bu- bulletproof glass like, pl- like you can't break it anyway uh, she runs to the door she unlocks it she's yelling for the kids she can't find them she's looking all around she cannot find the kids she comes out by the stairwell and she's walking and then she stops and she looks and sees a bird yeah I like that moment a little parakeet like, yeah <laughs> And she sees all the birds are out now, and she's walking. <laughs> See, the cat has murdered one of these parakeets. Yeah. So the cat sad. finally, he finally got the birds. He's going to kill all of them. Um, but yeah, like I just like how she like sees the bird, and you're like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. He's out. And she looks, and yeah, he came out through the window, the little window that like the kids came through, because it's yeah. big enough for him to go through. And um, and then she finds the the kids that were hiding in the fireplace. Yeah, which you know, not a bad spot if they don't know you're there. Yeah, Just hope no one turns it on. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would. Uh, is it a real fireplace? It's a real gas fireplace that we saw earlier. Yeah, I think so. You just push a button and poof. Yeah, yeah, big risk. Big it's, risk. It's huge. Um, but yeah, right when they're about to go out the front door. An old stranger standing there waiting around the corner. He throws her back in. Let's the kids go. Throws her back in and uh, closes the door, and they're off to the races again. Yeah, she. Uh, they have a struggle. Um, yeah, they're like fighting on the staircase. Which, because there's no railing, she kicks him, and he falls off the side. Yep, yep. It's all coming together. It's all See? coming together. Um, they end up in a struggle on the floor in front of the fireplace, and. He's like on top of her, choking her, and he's obviously like winning. She grabs the bot. She sees a bottle of tequilas on the ground. Yeah, it's like oh, she's gonna hit him with it. No, she throws it over him. Yeah, she tried. It slipped, I guess. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. (laughs) But it smashes on the fireplace, like all around it, and she, uh, she like hits the button, and it basically shoots like a fireball at him. Yeah, and, I suppose uh, that would work. I, I mean, I'd... yeah, and it, like burns him, and he's like, you know, screaming in pain. She fucking uh, she grabs that fire poker from early, and she stabs him through the hand, like pinning him there. And he's 
letting some hardcore fucking screams out of him. Oh, yeah, uh, shit would hurt. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, hurt, man. 100%. Yeah, it would. <laughs> His screams feel very legit. And uh, she gets up and she runs for the door. And uh, she opens it, she runs out, and she runs into the police. Yeah, and it's yeah. not just a single unit, man. They sent the whole fucking squad. <laughs> yep, everybody is there. And uh, I suppose they, after the, you know, the calls come from inside the house, they start taking it pretty seriously. Yeah, at that point, you're like, well, <laughs> maybe we should, you know, we should do something here. And uh, it kind of, you see the cops, it kind of fades to like the next scene. She's on a, a gurney just sitting there around the back of the ambulance or something. She's just sitting there with a blanket over and they're like, oh, wow. I just realized that Officer Burroughs is David Denman who from the office. Oh, wow. Here you go. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's all he's coming also, together. He's also in um, uh, Brightburn. I think oh. he's the father in Brightburn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and she, the cop's coming up talking. She's like, did you get him? And he's like, yeah, no, we got him. That's him in the back of the car. He's handcuffed, ankle cuffed, and, you know, sedatives. I think he says sedatives. He's like, enough sedatives to knock out a horse or something. Yeah, except he's still fine. Yeah, he's still he's still very aware. And like, yeah, we're gonna take him to the hospital. We'll have a bunch of officers guarding him. It'll be it'll be fine. She's like she's just like freaking out. She's like, No, no, it'll never be okay. It'll never be fine. She sees the the Flanagans are like holding their kids and you know, all happy their kids are fine. And uh the cop car drives by her and she sees this is when we see the stranger's face, Tommy Flanagan. Yeah. And he's got a wicked little like Joker scar across his uh face by his uh his lips there leading up to the, the left side of his face. And uh he just like looks at her. He's like eyeing her down hardcore as he goes by. And um <clears throat> and we cut it's personal now. Yeah. And then we cut to her in the hospital, which I was like, why is she in the hospital? She suffered no injury. That should put her in the hospital, but whatever. Yeah, at least not more than fucking 10 minutes. Like, yeah, she I wasn't guess, stabbed. Nothing was broken. She wasn't shot. Like, Yeah, I guess, you know, tape up that some of the, the injuries to her face and her hair being ripped out. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> guess. That, that's about it. I mean, that's, there, that's definitely not an overnight stay. She's got balloons in there. She's got get well balloons. What the get well from what? <laughs> from what? <laughs> yeah, she's fine. You don't have time to give her balloons. She's there for 30 minutes. I mean, yeah, mentally she might be fucked up, but physically she's fine. Yeah. Um, Come on. But, and the movie saved itself here. I was like, because she's in the hospital room and uh, she's like getting creeped out. She calls like, she uses the call button. No one comes. She goes, she gets up and she goes out of the hallway and it looks like it's daytime in this hospital and it's empty. There's not a fucking soul. And I, I was like, no, can we, Why? We're doing this again, an empty hospital in fucking army. No, why is it so stupid? And then I was like, but if this is a dream, I'll let it go. And it is. Yeah. Um, there are plenty a, of doctors. Yeah, and it's a dream because uh, she thinks like the killer's in a room. And he gets her. She she wakes up screaming, and then there's like doctors and nurses and her dad, Clark Gregg, is there again. Thank God. And. uh <laughs> They're like trying to calm her down and the camera's like pulling out 
of her room down the hallway and there's all kinds of people. And I'm like, yes, this, God damn it. Yes. And, um, she's screaming and it just fades to black. And yeah. that's when a stranger calls. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, I think yeah, the movie is saved by its last act. Like his third act kind of saves it. Cause yeah, I, I think, I think, I, I, like I said, after Katie Cassidy's out of the picture, after she leaves and her kind of dumb, speedy zoom kill <laughs> yeah um i'm kind of in it after that i'm immersed in what's going on i'm not saying it's the best thing ever but yeah. it, it's all like there's enough suspense to make it interesting i like the back and forth of the phone calls there yeah. is like a true build-up there so yeah that last act is solid even the the chase stuff it does kind of abruptly end it's like all right yeah hand fire poker to the hand we're done moving on and cops are there but yeah i do i do enjoy that that last act for sure yeah i think the last act really say because like before that it's kind of like uh, nothing you could cut if you're <clears throat> talking about like we are you there's so much and i think we even did leave out a ton of stuff because nothing happens really like it's yeah. kind of a slog to get to that third act there's it should be a short with, film honestly yeah, honestly, it really should. There's this whole thing with her and Bobby, but like it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, you Bobby don't never give comes a back shit. Into it. Yeah, you yeah, don't you give don't a shit care. because you've barely met Bobby <clears throat> for two seconds. Yeah, you, yeah, and uh, same with Scarlett. She never comes back into the picture. It's just those people are thrown away, and that's that. The, the backstory does not matter at all. Yeah, no, it's just like it's it's needless filler. I guess I don't know. It just doesn't. It doesn't matter. You don't care, and then you only care about the stranger calling her and that stuff. The rest of it, like you're just like, eh. And the fact that there's no kills in the movie, there's only aftermath. It's that kind of hurts it as far as like Tiffany showing up, right? Because you didn't even get to see a cool kill with it. So, eh. But yeah, the, the third act is like, like I love when she walks by that staircase and that bird is sitting there. Yeah, yeah, that's I think a cool that's moment. a good moment. Yeah, it's it's got it's got its moments for sure. And I would say out of you know comparing it to like prom night, it's definitely uh, more suspenseful and intriguing than that. Uh, in the second half, the first half, it's like ah, yeah. This, if you just got to make it through, <laughs> just and I think it helps that like, uh, thank God that um your main character jill is not annoying she is fairly likable like if she was annoying and you hated her this movie would be almost unwatchable oh yeah 100 percent. because yeah, it, does, it relies else. really heavily on on her being likable and a character you're rooting for and uh that's what i always say about slasher movies in general is that yeah. if you know if you're rooting for your protagonist it makes that last those last moments exciting because you don't want him to die um, yeah, and that, I think that's ha- for the most. Part, I I understand if some people don't like her. I get it because she is falling into this very like cliche, bitchy two thousands teenager. So I get it, but she's also has some depth to her. Yeah, she saves the kids. Like yeah. she, yeah, you she, know, she, she's she's real. She she comes to life enough in that third act that it's it's good, and like through the rest of it, she's likable. Like. You can get a little annoyed with her and this Bobby thing, I guess, but like it, it, it's not really there enough to even care 
enough to get annoyed. Yeah, really. true. So, yeah. yeah, I liked it better than prom night. I, yeah, I mean, so. I mean that's how you just got to keep running through the remakes now. We're on a, we're on a trend. Got to finish the trend now. Yep. <laughs> See you next week for House of Wax. Yeah. My bloody Valentine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. My bloody Valentine. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Maybe we start hitting the movies we like. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll probably will be another 2000s remake uh, next week. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. And then we got to start making a call on, I mean, because we're hitting spooky season. Next episode will officially be in October. That's true. So I don't know. Mm. Maybe we switch it up for that reason. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out sometime this week. Yeah, we always Um, do. We always do. But uh, hey, I guess that'll wrap up this episode. Same old, same old. Drop a motherfucking review, okay? Five stars, wherever you listen. Appreciate it. Helps us out. Follow us over on Twitter at Rabbit and Red Pod. There you can hit us up with suggestions. Actually, uh, Dean Greco, he they hit us up. Asked us to review Dr. Giggles, so we'll have to get to that one soon for sure. Yeah, I've never seen that. I, would have I don't to, think I have either. I'd have to find where it's even playing here. These last two movies, we this one and Prom Night, I've had to rent. Uh, because I, you know what I, I rent <laughs> so I so I own these movies right but it's so, I like being able to see the movie as we go through it so I don't miss anything mm. and the fastest and easiest way to do that is through Amazon Prime because mm. they their 10 second skip is very helpful so I rent a movie every single week pretty much <laughs> uh, okay. this show is costing me so much fucking money <laughs> like so- $16 a month down the drain <laughs> <laughs> I I we rented these last two on YouTube. I don't even know what they cost on YouTube, but yeah. Son of Isn't a bitch. weird they're not streaming anywhere. Like if I want to watch on Amazon, I have to rent it too. Well, maybe if we quit watching dog shit, we could find <laughs> some, we could so, watch <laughs> You know what's on Tubi? When a stranger uh, calls back. Hey, yeah, that one's good. The opening Didn't even of that know movie there was is, a sequel. The the opening of that movie is fantastic. Yeah. I, I still need to see the original When a Stranger Calls. So, it, yeah, you should you should watch that and then watch When a Stranger Calls if back. I can find it. It is like it's comparable to Scream, that opening. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, now I want to see it. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. I need to go hit up Tubi. <laughs> <sighs> well, anything else? Uh, nope. Just yeah. Please review wherever you're at, and yeah, leave the suggestions on Twitter, and we'll see you next week. All right. Well. Well, as you said it, man, till next week, remember that everyone's entitled to one good podcast. Don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. Look what you did to him. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. <laughs>